Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira and I'm Em and it's long time no speak but we are back with another episode of We're Spinning Plates. Dun dun dun. How exciting <laughs> and unexpected. So unexpected for you and unexpected for us. This was total spur of the moment decision. It really was and I, I do think sometimes there's some of the best decisions because obviously things change things happen life can get busy and I feel like there was just a period of time where it was just untenable to (laughs) fit the podcast in but the stars have aligned is how we'll describe it and it it just felt right again so we're back we're here chatty as ever exactly excited about it (laughs) and we're also embarking which I'm sure we'll get to in our roundups but we're embarking on a long distance relationship so this felt like a good way (laughs) for us to keep in touch with each other as well so that might that gives me hope that we might last longer this time (laughs) well do you know what it does kind of feel like going back to our roots because we started this podcast in one of many lockdowns and You were living in York, I was still in Leeds at the time, and it was actually the loveliest opportunity to catch up every week, and especially with the lockdown vibes, it was like a chance to feel like you were going out for coffee with a friend, and now that you have abandoned me, it's nice (laughs) that we can like bring this back, because you're not getting rid of me that easily. (laughs) Exactly, it's like a catch-up over coffee, which I'm hoping is the vibe that we'll convey on the podcast when you're listening as well. So grab a coffee and well we're, I've currently got tea because it's 5 p.m. and as, I don't want to be I. up all night. But grab a mug of something nice <laughs> and mm-hmm. join us for a chat because that's the vibes we're going for. Love that for us. And I would just love to know, do you have a regular tea or is it a specific kind of tea? Oh you know <laughs> what tea it is. My favourite tea was actually introduced to me by Kira many moons ago Mm -hmm. and it is the Yorkshire (laughs) tea biscuit tea and I have a massive mug and I have it really milky I actually only keep the tea bag in for like 10 seconds so that might be controversial (laughs) to be fair I'm not I'm not one for leaving my tea bag in too long and I I'm like in between milky and strong so just like average in terms of how much oat milk I put in but I also have biscuit brew today Um, but I always feel very nervous making our friend Sarah a tea because she is like stingy on the milk and likes it strong and so I always feel like I'm gonna get it wrong but she never complains but I'm always slightly worried is it like is it just politeness yeah. or have I made a good cup of tea who knows I don't think she would complain not to make you feel any worse <laughs> no not to me anyway maybe to one of her other friends I'm like known as like the terrible tea maker it could be but you know what ignorance is bliss so I'm just gonna live my life and assume it is good tea <laughs> love that so we were thinking of a new structure well actually it's the new but kind of the same it's like new new but same same, same. same but different yeah <laughs> uh, so we thought we'd kick it off with a high and a low do you want to go first i would love to go first um so my high is kind of a bit of a two-in-one situation mm-hmm. um and that is because Last week was the first week of the new season of The Great British Bake Off, which is always a high in my life. It honestly just brings me so much joy, I can't even describe it. So that in and of itself is a high, is a massive high because I just love Bake Off and it's just like so nice to have something lovely to watch every week. And like in a world of streaming services, which no complaints here I do love watching things on streaming but it is sometimes nice to have like a a one episode a week situation to look forward to so that is like the first element of 
high. And the <laughs> second element of that high is that I am doing a semi bake along with Bake Off this year, which I've done a few times in a few different back. ways. This year I'm being a bit more casual with it, like I'm not making full videos dedicated to it, I'm just doing it for fun and seeing like what inspires me each week. But the first week was cake week and I decided to make a vegan coffee and walnut cake, which was a massive success. So I was a big fan of that. I love coffee and walnut cake. I buy it from a cafe just around the corner from us, which is absolutely lovely, but we're in a cost of living crisis, so it's expensive and it's like, is that can I spend four pounds on a slice of cake? Probably not. Whereas realistically, it only probably costs about four pounds to make a full cake. So when you weigh it up, now that I can make my own coffee and walnut cake, that is a high, not only for this week, but for future weeks to come. I'm absolutely buzzing. Um, And then I'm pleased to say that I don't think I've actually had a particularly negative week. What a nice way to kick things off. I know. Um, I'll go with like a pretty trivial low. And that is that two things actually I've got another two and one <laughs> yesterday I was in London for a conference with work which was all in all really nice because I actually started a new job in August so this was the first chance I had to actually meet colleagues in person um, and on the whole the day was lovely stayed overnight in a hotel which I also enjoyed but the first low is that I got to the middle of the afternoon on Wednesday and suddenly had a realization that I had left my headphones in <gasps> the hotel room no I had major panic I was like I don't know why it popped into my head but it was panic city central so I had to leave the conference temporarily panic <laughs> city <laughs> central <laughs> um i called the hotel they were like oh i don't know and i was like can you check please if they're in the room like they were like oh yeah i don't know nothing's handed in i'm like please check uh they did and they actually still had them in the room thankfully i did think chances of them going missing or being taken by someone are slim because what's a pair of headphones without a charger so that's true is it the headphones you've got on no, it's not yeah, actually. It's a new pair of Aftershocks, which are running headphones. They're like the Ooh. bone conduction ones. So they go over your ear. And then there's like a tile that kind of sits like above your cheek, like between your cheekbone and your ear. Mm. And it means that you can hear through it for some reason. Um, but you also can hear like road noise and That's it's kind of cool. better for you know, safety. The words so bone conduction give me the ick, mm. but actually that sounds like a very useful... Yeah, it's, it's very handy, and obviously, like, there, there's obviously loads of things about being aware when you're yeah. running, especially, like, as a woman alone, so the more aware you can be, the better. So I bought those, and I was like, God, what is it that I've done? Just left them in a hotel room, but luckily oh. I have retrieved them, so that was one low. The second low, very trivial, but at this conference, I had super low expectations for vegan lunches, and it turns mm. out I was absolutely correct to have low expectations, because can you guess what the vegan option was? Oh, was it uh, falafel? It was falafel. Ah, yes, it was... got it in one drier than the desert falafel and all of the sauces that they had were not vegan so it was literally dry falafel i'm gonna take i'm gonna take two phrases away from this conversation (laughs) dry as the desert falafel and panic city central yeah as you should so that's my high and low of the week um like i said pretty good week pretty varied varied. so definitely (laughs) 
before I talk about my high, I'd quite like to jump in on the Bake Off conversation because I feel like last year was when I truly got into the Bake Off and this year I was so hyped. And I totally (laughs) agree with you that in a world where you can watch anything and as much of it at once, it is Mm -hmm. so nice to just look forward to something. Like for the last two weeks, my sister who doesn't live um, at my parents' house currently, she has like come home every week and one of us has baked something. My bake was uh, a toffee what did I say it was? A toffee apple apple. loaf cake, which I'm not a baker. Like, I feel like you do a lot more baking than me. Baking is not something that I ever do. And I feel like it went (laughs) semi-well. So I'm going to take that as a win. But yeah, love that Bake Off is back. And I wish I'd thought of that as my high. But then also not, because then we would have had the same. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Who baked this week for Biscuit Week? Well, we didn't do it. It's not coordinated. It was just a fluke that mine happened to be Cake Week. But uh, Rachel brought along some homemade cinnamon rolls which oh were that is lovely yeah. cinnamon yeah, rolls are her speciality one. she makes them really well i wouldn't have a clue but she's she is a i baker. do love a cinnamon roll um i know you always say that i bake more than you and i do but i've probably mentioned this quote on the podcast once before but back in like 2019 i was like you know i might apply to go to go on bake off and i, I said remember that oh yes uh, i do remember this conversation and he says to me you don't bake as much as you think you do <laughs> and he's like you can't like he's like think about it seriously do you want to be the person that goes on and goes home in the first week and like obviously I don't want to be that person and that is a fear like I'm like there's a chance you could make it a few weeks in but there's also a chance that you could be humiliated on week one and sent home and forgotten after that and it's like is it worth it probably not (laughs) (laughs) which is a lovely message to send out to everyone if you think you're gonna fail don't try (laughs) (laughs) Think you're gonna fail on national television? Don't try. Yeah, uh, that, you're gonna uh, that's fail valid. In in life, do you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, I would love to go on. I'd love to meet Noel Fielding. That would be my yep. dream come true. But at the same time, to know that Noel Fielding would know I was a failure, it would be too much to bear. So <laughs> I would quite like to be friends with Noel Fielding. Just have access to his jumper collection. Oh, I know. I saw someone had posted on Instagram that they, like, go and find Noel's outfits and say where they're from. And the jumper that he wore in week one, which had, like, a butterfly on yeah. it, was, like, £350. It's like, <laughs> yeah, um, Noel Fielding is not a man of the people. <laughs> no, he is not. That dream just died. So, yeah. yeah he does have times. good fashion sense, though. But moving on to my high. So my high actually is kind of related to Bake Off and the season. Um, And it really Mm. reminds me of way back when we did a small joy episode because this is such a tiny high, but it represents so much. Uh, So my high is that I lit (laughs) my first autumn candle. And I feel like that's always just such a nice moment because it signifies that it's everything's getting cozier. I feel like me and Mm. you are the same and we're both autumn people. Like we love the cozy season. It's peak season. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Going to TK Maxx and picking out some autumn candles (laughs) is just the biggest boost of serotonin I think you can get. And I lit one this week and it was sea salt pumpkin. Oh, so good. That sounds lovely. I also have recently lit my first autumn candle and mine was maple pumpkin. Oh, love um, that. Which is really nice. And I'm normally a cinnamon candle person. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually quite liking having one that's like just more sweet 
pumpkin-y. Yeah. Because I feel like the cinnamon then is like saved for Christmas. So you've got like your autumn candle and then you can transition yeah, once to again cinnamon. to Christmas candles once it's like mid-November. So yeah, but it's definitely a nice feeling to be able to light a candle and enjoy those cosy yeah. vibes. Light a candle, watch Bake Off. It's just just a great time. And then my low, <laughs> I've already told Kira about this because it was too sad not to tell. So I panicked. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I texted Kira and I said, my low of the week is really sad. It'll make you sad. And immediately Kira asked how Bobo was for context. Bobo is my cat. And uh, I think whenever we talk about sadness, we automatically jump to animals on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Bobo like... is okay. <laughs> to just Thank start God off for that. <laughs> but he got himself into a bit of a fight and he's 17 years old, so he's pretty old for a cat. And he hurt his paw or I think he got bitten on the paw and now he's hopping Aww. along. So for the next few weeks, I imagine we're going to call him Hop Along. It's the saddest Hop little thing. Along. So that's definitely Honestly. low. It is sad. However, as soon as you said it, I immediately jumped to the worst case scenario. Yeah. So, so the it's fact like, that it was just yeah. an injured paw, I'm like, oh, that's okay. We can deal with that. I think also, given my recent pet loss situation yeah. uh, and the fact that TikTok just is always sending me the saddest things about animals, including a 24-year-old cat called Lily who just passed away and it literally made me cry at lunchtime today. So I think <sighs> I've got like... A worst case scenario brain and yeah. in one sense I'm like that is terribly sad but in another sense I'm like Lily lived with her owner this guy I don't know his name but he loved her so much for 24 years so I'm like that's a long as it goes life. she's had a very good life and he called her Queen Lily and she oh. had a little um ramp to get up to sofas because her legs were like a bit weaker when she got older and she was just so looked after so yeah very sad but also happy at the same time because yeah. she was very loved. But yes, Bobo is still alive and kicking, which is he's, great. Well, know. he's not kicking. Not kicking. <laughs> alive and hobbling <laughs> Alive and hobbling. I honestly think I would rather someone bite my hand than have to watch Bobo have a bitten paw. Like, I just can't stand oh. it. So definitely so um, a low of the week that Bobo was in a fight. I mean, honestly, the ball's on that cat to fight at the age of 17. <laughs> It's just like Baxter though, because I don't know how old he is, but he is old and he is always charging at Oscar. The other day there was a like almost Lion King-esque situation where Baxter was on the wall. Baxter is our next door neighbour's cat, by the way. Um, And then Oscar, our cat, jumped up to the wall and was clinging on from his claws to try and get a swipe at Baxter and Baxter pulled out some of Oscar's hair it was a mess an absolute mess um, have you seen but to be f- sorry the TikTok theory about Lion King recently no are you I'm gonna send it to you after this but for anyone that hasn't seen it including Kira it's so basically <laughs> in the Lion King movie obviously Mufasa's body just disappears and then someone mm. googled what happens, um, like like what eats lions' bodies, and it's actually not hyenas; it's other lions. Oh. And then there's a scene where Scar is talking about Mufasa being dead, and he picks up this little skeleton head. <laughs> Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Lion King, and he's like pretending it's Mufasa. And the theory is that it probably is because lions eat lions. Wow, gosh, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on Oscar and Baxter then because I don't want any cats eating other cats. I know. That is not the vibe we're going for. Um but yeah, so it was it's very dramatic, but I do think boy cats they just they love a bit of drama, they don't do. they? So they do, they like a bit of drama. No. Who are we to stand in their way? <laughs> you can't stand either. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Poor little Boba. He's getting lots of chicken and curls. He's in the best hands. Oh, that's lucky for him. Oscar will never get a chicken in this house. So. <laughs> yeah. We do give him, I do give him cheeky bits of cheese. Like if he comes in and he looks a bit sad. He's Aww. learned the word cheese now. He knows two words, well, three words. His name, lunch, which I think he thinks is the word for all food. And then right. cheese, which he now knows means go to the fridge and he waits for his cheese. So I wish that someone was waiting to give me bits of cheese when I'm sad. I know, yeah, it would it'd be nice that someone would be looking out for you, but cats have it good, they really do. <laughs> they do. Uh, so, next thing we should talk about. Next on the agenda. Next on the agenda. Um, let's have a weekly roundup. It feels like so long since we've done one of these, and honestly, it really helps me, like, just reflect on my week, so I'm excited. Mm. Absolutely. And um, I feel like... <laughs> I'm an embarrassment. I'm so sorry. Um, I feel like my week is very TV focused and I've now just had the realisation I've actually got a bigger and more dramatic low of the week based on a TV show. So I literally today at lunchtime on my lunch break started watching a new Netflix uh, show, Dharma, which is their dramatisation of the serial killer Jeffrey Dharma starring Evan Peters, who is obviously incredible. Um, And so far it is very dark, very bleak and I was going to say spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler. It's literally a real life story. He gets ar- he gets arrested and, you know, convicted of murder. But the series starts with, like, his final attempt on murder of someone right. and how that leads to him getting caught. And then it kind of, like, goes backwards and tells his right, backstory. Okay. So at the end of the first episode, he gets arrested. And at the police station, the person's, like, name and date of birth. And he's, like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, May 21st. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, excuse me, May 21st, why be sullying the name of Gemini's and also sharing my birthday? I'm like, I didn't think there was anyone cool with my birthday. And oh. now there's still no one cool. Yeah, that's good. Instead, one of, the most not- one of the most notorious and evil serial killers and cannibals. I'm like, I would rather have no one sharing my birthday than have to share it with someone like that. So that's... It wasn't the best piece of news that I could have got while I was watching that show, I'm not going to lie. But aside from that, it's so far very, very well done. Like, super dark. Yeah. Um, obviously, very creepy, so not for everyone. But, yeah, very well done. Um, and, like, he's just so unnerving. Like, Evan Peters is doing a very good job of Yeah, being, he like, is a very good actor. I think he's obviously started out in American Horror Story. Um, mm. You know, he's carved a sort of, like, that avenue for himself. But he, I think he plays those, like dark yeah. characters very well but I must imagine like playing a character like that must be like quite an intense experience yeah um, to like try and get into their heads but yeah I've only watched one and a half episodes but so far I don't want to say I'm enjoying it because that would be a strange thing to say but I'm definitely hooked and interested um and aside from that I am also watching the new HBO uh, Game of Thrones series, oh, House yeah. of the Dragon, which is just so good. I'm literally loving it so much. It's incredible. I don't um, think I knew you were a Game of Thrones person. Oh, I am a Game of Thrones person, oh. yeah. A big, big fan of GOT. Although, um, the end of the last season of Game of Thrones, for myself and many other people who watched the series, mm. was an extremely disappointing experience so much so that I think a lot of people left it were like I'm never gonna watch that ever again it was so bad um 
but you went but back. I think they they managed to leave just the perfect amount of time and just like yeah. tease with the most interesting family of the series and like a history about them to make you want to go back. And they've done a really good job. Matt Smith is in it. Uh, and oh, his is character, he? Yeah, he plays Damon Targaryen and he is like the brother of the current king. And then him and the king's daughter, Rhaenyra, have a bit of a cheeky thing going on which is like you didn't see Kira's wink then but it was it was great <laughs> it was uh, and it's a very good show really really good um a little bit worried though because next week so like the first five episodes are out at the moment um and this has been focused on a younger version of Rhaenyra who's like the main character mm. um and then she's also got a friend called Alicent and she's younger as well I think they're meant to be about 16 or something at the start of the show and now it's going to do like a 10 year jump forward so it's new actors playing them so I'm like interested to see how well the new actors sort of take on the roles because I did really like the ones that they've had from the beginning but yeah it's very good good TV week I know I started re-watching Game of Thrones as well nice uh from the start and also rereading the books so it's yeah I love that what have you been rereading the first oh, Game of Thrones book. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant you'd started rewatching TV and rereading books, but you were going to expand. Which on I have, that. yeah. But Game of Thrones. No, no, no. Game of Thrones. I started rewatching Game of Thrones and rereading. I see. The first book is a Game of Thrones series. Yeah. So all very uh, Game of Thrones inspired, but I'm enjoying it. It's very good. I feel like it also being like historical fiction, medieval vibes. Yeah. It feels like a good a good time of year to get into it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Actually, I think I watched season one with like an ex boyfriend like ten years ago. Whoa, no, like hey. eight years ago. That's a long time ago. Um, that is a long time. But to just put me and Kira's differences in perspective, this week I started rewatching The Vampire Diaries. Nice. <laughs> and I've watched like twelve episodes in two days. I forgot how angsty that is. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> crazy. <laughs> I have to admit, I've never seen it. I was the biggest vampire, not, well, I wasn't a vampire, but you know, like those vampire girls. (laughs) I was a big vampire. (laughs) I was a big vampire. (laughs) Um, You know, those people that made Twilight their whole identity. That was me. Mm -hmm. When I was 13, my birthday party was Twilight themed with two big cardboard cutouts of Ella. Uh, Ella? Bella. Was there anything else vampire themed at the party? Uh, Yes, so all the decorations were vampire themed and then we had the cardboard cutouts and then my cake had um, Jacob's torso on it and head, but also torso, which I feel like is funny to point out that that was on my birthday So, (laughs) And I remember like a couple of weeks after, my parents must have woken up before me and they put the big cardboard cutout Bella like over me in my bedroom and I woke up and I shit my pants. (laughs) Uh, that is hilarious um but yeah i feel like autumn time regardless of which show you go for is a perfect time for a rewatch of any kind it just feels like a nice time to just like get cozy get nostalgic yeah Um, i agree and although i've not seen the vampire diaries obviously vampires are quite autumnal in general so (laughs) vampires are for all year round kira (laughs) oh i'm so sorry (laughs) my bad yeah, so I've What been... else have you been doing? Oh, are you done with your roundup? Is it are you passing the baton over? I'm passing the baton, yeah. Oh, okay. So I've just been watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, 
great week. Honestly, autumn does just make me want to light candles, eat all the food and watch TV. And I'm not really a big TV watcher. I'm more of like, like I tend to just use my spare time to read and not really watch TV at all. But autumn and the Vampire Diaries combines. <laughs> and I've not picked up a single book this week, but something I have done this week, which kind of should have been my high of the week, but I felt like it needed more explaining than a high can give, so I'll drop it in here. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is that I found a place to live. <laughs> so. Hey! Well, I feel like you've missed a huge chunk yeah. of information yeah. here. <laughs> so for context, the reason that me and Kira have gone long distance, sad reactionly. <laughs> Honestly, the last brown brownie date was just, like, too much to bear. Um, so the reason we've gone long distance is because I left York. Heartbreak emoji. It was Literally. really sad. Um, and I'm currently home. in Liverpool at my parents. But in less than two weeks, I am moving to London. The big city. I'm heading to the big smoke. Don't know why I said it in that <laughs> Uh, so in order to move to London you need to have a destination aka somewhere to live so that is what I've been trying to do for the last two weeks the rental market is crazy at the moment like I was on a Facebook group for people that want to find people to live with and as soon Mm -hmm. as a spare room would get put on like there'll be 50 comments within 10 minutes and I had a viewing booked for a like a room in a house share on spare room and the man cancelled it because he'd had 280 messages about the room 280 about one room uh but i am glad to announce that the stress is over because i have found a room in a girl's house share which is very funny because it is the plot of my book like i'm living my book (laughs) you're living you you've written a reality that you are in fact now manifesting to yourself exactly and also kind of related to that i'll include in the weekly roundup is someone said to me um it was well it was one of my friends and then i i brought it up with my editor meg and she said that since i have just become heartbroken and i'm moving into a house yet which is literally the plot of the book and in the book (laughs) if you've read it Flick, the main character, writes a 20s list of things that she wants to do in her 20s. I have written my own 20s list. So I feel like there's so much to do in London. I feel like London is the place to be in terms of like ticking things off a list. So I've written my own mini 20s slash London list. And I will obviously take you along with me on the podcast in weekly roundups as I try and tick some things off. I'm very excited to move to London. I feel like it's such a scary but fresh start. Yeah, it's obviously like, I mean, moving anywhere is like, you know, huge life change, but moving somewhere as big and crazy as London is obviously like huge, but at the same time, Mm. very exciting. And I know it's like, it's been kind of like a in the background, like, will she, won't she for a (laughs) while now. So (laughs) it's like, I feel like it's one of those things you needed to kind of like, just do it no matter what the future holds, you'll like have have done that and had the experience um and i for one i'm very excited to hear about what's on your 20s list are you gonna put your name in the ballot for london marathon 2023 i can guarantee that that will not be on the 20s list i put your name in the ballot (laughs) (laughs) nope 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 i i can reveal that most of the things on the 20s list are related to food so quite the opposite of the london marathon uh but i'm excited to get started because yeah i do just feel like london is a place i've always wanted to live can't deny i think the reason i've put it off for so long is partially the money but also partially because for a long time i was so scared of the tube I don't know how you feel about the tube. Oh, I but love I, the tube. Do you? See, I really like it now. Yeah. Um, but when I was younger, I really found the idea of being underground for that long 
really scary but I feel like my anxiety has changed and morphed over the years don't want to say got better because <laughs> like literally health anxiety is wild um but mm-hmm. my anxiety about the tube has lessened significantly and I feel ready to take it on so I'll keep you updated yeah. on my adventure because it's gonna be one yeah. it's gonna be an adventure it, it will be I feel like with anxiety obviously not to like diminish it but a lot of the I think improvements that you see with anxiety are yeah. less about not being afraid of something anymore and more so about just like altering your yeah reaction to the fear it's like yeah. it's not like you can remove the fear entirely but it's yeah it's one of those things but I for one think the tube is excellent and I think it's a travesty that we don't have them in more places because yeah, like so efficient Germany has a far better U-Bahn system which Ooh. is so great and I love it so much and London I think obviously has a pretty good one um do you have a favorite very handy, line? although I don't I don't know it well enough to have a favorite <laughs> line I'm not gonna lie yesterday I was on the Victoria line so that treated me quite nicely I don't know if I've um, ever been on the Victoria line I think I've pretty much always been on the Met or the Northern oh interesting this one went from straight from King's Cross to Vauxhall which is where oh, my conference right. was nice. and then Straight back again. So I was quite pleased because it was like a, a no changes situation. Yeah, um, but I'm always shocked and confused about how warm it is. Shocked and confused. <laughs> shocked and confused. Because I've always been told this little thing, which is the fact that heat rises while the tube says otherwise because mm. it is underground and it's literally like you've descended into hell. It's that hot. But aside from that, I don't mind it. <laughs> aside from the fact that it feels like hell. <laughs> Aside from that, it's pretty handy, so I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, it is handy, but it is hot. And also, the amount of people's feet that I've stepped on on the tube when I fall over is crazy. Like, I cannot keep my balance, and the tube has taught me that. I feel like it's tra- It's a good training for, like, skateboarding or surfing or snowboarding. Because yeah. if you're, like, stood up, <laughs> the amount it's moving around, you do have to, like, really engage core. So, yeah. not that I can do surfing, skateboarding or snowboarding. I can I just imagine you practice. taking up all three of those as new obsessions, though. <laughs> you know what? I think if the opportunity presented itself, yeah. I would. Like, we Get don't live anywhere the chill near. factor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like if we lived somewhere snowy, I'd definitely get into skiing or, or boarding. And then uh, we don't live near a sea that has waves for surfing. Yeah. And also, I am, at my core, someone who hates the cold, so... Yeah. So all the elements not... aren't really aligning there for you to be a snowboarder. Skate Skateboarding might be the one for me. Yeah. But go on the tube and you can practice all three. <laughs> so Exactly. Why bother doing the real thing when you when can you just, can go, just on go on the tube? On the tube. <laughs> So that is my weekly roundup, really. I feel like all I've done is watch Vampire Diaries and House Hunt (laughs) and also prepare for the fact that my parents are on holiday when, like, I'm going to be moving to London and so I'm doing it on the train. (laughs) So I have to somehow take enough belongings to survive in London on the train, which I've never done before when moving house, so that should be interesting. (laughs) It's going to be like a... a a great test of like what do you really care about <laughs> yeah exactly i honestly feel like it's the desert island question but in real life <laughs> like you're actually having to live it only like you can come back and get more things yeah. so yeah. it's just about like what do you need immediately but still that is that is tough i find it hard enough to pack for like an overnight trip to be like what if mm. i need an extra change of clothes or what if i want to read a different book yeah. or goes away for one night snack? yeah packs 20 pairs of knickers <laughs> 
Because you never know. <laughs> you never know when you might wear your pants. <laughs> like, it's not happened yet, but it could. It and could. that's the important thing to be prepared for. Exactly. I can't believe I've, I've said the phrase, wetting my pants, and also shit my pants, in the same podcast episode. You're really showing your true colours. I promise that that's not as regular occurrence as that makes it sound. <laughs> we don't believe you. <laughs> Uh, moving on <laughs> um, moving on swiftly so next up obviously we've got the classic weekly roundup the classic yeah. high and low uh, we've decided to add a few or rather two new, new segments into into the podcast that are going to be you know some regular occurrences because we love our little like our little regular callbacks yeah, you know we do we like a list tick things off as we go so the first one well I don't know which one do you want to do first oh I'm going to leave that up to you Okay, so the first thing I think we'll do is a recommendation. Okay. Do you want me to go first? I'd love for you to go first, actually, yeah. Okay, so I've got two recommendations for you. Hit me. The first Mm -hmm. one is a book recommendation, because I did finish a book. Well, I literally devoured a book. Finished is not, like, it's not strong enough a word. (laughs) I devoured this book. It's called (laughs) Funny You Should Ask by Liz... Is it Eliza or Elizabeth? I think it's Eliza Sussman, and I've definitely mispronounced that, so I'm really sorry. Um, But I I noticed that Sarah read it, so it's also been on her Instagram. It's the one with, like, the pink cover, and it looks, like, cartoony. Have you seen that? Oh, yes. When you said cartoony, that brought it right back. Yeah. Um, And the kind of synopsis for the book is that the main character, who I actually can't remember her name, so that's (laughs) not very helpful, Um, she is a, like, up-and-coming journalist, and she is invited in, this is in like the past tense. So when she was 26, she was invited to go and interview and like follow around and do like a character profile for a celebrity called Gabe Parker, who is the next Bond, who has just been cast for the next Bond film. Um, but no one agrees Ooh. with the fact that he's been cast for it. So she is like employed to do like a piece that's gonna make people like want him as Bond. So kind of improve his public image. And she has this weekend with him and all you know in like the first chapter is that the article she did went down in history and it, they've always been talked about ever since. And so you get flashbacks Ooh. between the weekend that she did the original interview and then 10 years later, she's asked again to come and re-interview him because he's had like a fall from grace in his career. And they think that an interview like that will put him back in like the limelight. And you know that they had romantic chemistry and something happened in the first instance and they haven't really seen each other for 10 years. And oh my gosh, you know when you can just feel the chemistry between two characters and you honestly feel like you're in the room with them and you're like on Mm -hmm. the edge of your seat the romantic chemistry was just on point and as a romance lover honestly that is all I look for in a book if the chemistry feels real then I I just want to devour it and devour it I did I also loved the mixed media style because you did get like in between the different tenses not the tenses in in between the different timelines you would get snippets of like news articles and little bits of the article that she did that went viral so it all pieced Mm -hmm. together this big story and it was just this romantic love affair kind of interesting because it was almost like fangirl and celebrity and then that that gap between them lessened as they got older because she didn't see him as a celebrity anymore because he was just gave to her but it was so good so good i couldn't recommend it more that sounds very interesting yeah i just love I just love a rom-com and that one was great so I would highly recommend. What would you recommend? I'm really glad that you gave such a detailed explanation of that because (laughs) I saw the cover and immediately thought no not for me because I feel like it looks very obviously cartoony graphic 
sort of graphic novel-y even and like even though I know it wasn't I'm like a quick to judge person so I'm like nah I'm not, I actually not think that you would like it but that description sounds very interesting obviously like I think probably because of the interview vibe yeah. it is giving slight Evelyn Hugo vibe that, in my head yeah I actually would compare it to that um but also yeah it sounds like quite different from that in its own way so I definitely will give that one a try and I would not have otherwise considered it so cheers for that mm, you are welcome did you say you had two recommendations oh I did <laughs> <laughs> you remember what I said better than I did um so the <laughs> second recommendation is actually one I saw on TikTok um and it is a Taylor Swift instrumental playlist on Spotify and if you just type in like Taylor Swift instrumental playlist for studying, it is the second mm. one, and it's got like a the cover image is like a sunset on a bed. It's like that kind of vibe, uh, and the playlist nice. is just such a perfect playlist for if you're either working or even reading. For me, I've used it a lot for writing because I've been doing a writing challenge for the last like thirty days, and I've had that on a lot. Uh, so I just thought it would be a good recommendation for this kind of like you and also our audience because we're spinning plates, people like. We, we do a lot of tasks which require focus and like having some nice background music on I feel like always makes me more productive so if you want a good playlist and you like Taylor Swift that second clause if you don't then go away get out <laughs> get out of here you aren't welcome <laughs> kidding um but yeah would highly recommend Taylor Swift instrumental playlist for studying on Spotify so peaceful so Swifty-ish love that I, I feel like instrumental versions of songs are just where it's at sometimes yeah. because you like for example like if I'm working and I'm trying to like read some copy I can't listen to something with words yeah I it's can't like, either your brain can't do both but it's nice to have something in the background mm-hmm. so that's actually really really good um speaking of Taylor Swift I on TikTok the other night when I was staying in the hotel for work did the like random song generated thing saw that you, like, loved it <laughs> rank five songs without knowing which one's coming next so you have to place one in a position you can't change it even if your favorite song comes up um and i have been loving seeing those for loads of different types of things so there's like food ones different song ones characters all sorts of things and i think it's so much fun however sarah uh did one and she did a food one and she put peanut butter in like position four which in and of itself was like a travesty yeah but then she ranked spam above peanut butter i'm like i mean (laughs) spam is a big historical thing in my family we have had it on every barbecue since i've been a child and honestly give me a spam piece of spam really heavily cooked in a barbecue in a roll with ketchup takes me right back to my childhood and i would rank that above peanut butter i'm sorry um (laughs) oh i i sent sarah a strongly worded voice note straight after i saw that i'm sorry it's been nice but i can't be friends with you anymore and i'm sorry but i'm gonna have to cut you off as well because quite frankly i'm shocked because i thought spam was just like you know i didn't think it was fictional but i thought it was like kind of where i was like it was just a beast like i knew it existed but i thought it was just one of those things that no one actually has ever eaten so the fact that i have two friends who are both also gen z not of like the 1930s generation and you've both not only eaten spam 
but actually liked it. I'm shook, honestly. Obviously, I'm vegan, so I've never eaten now, but I have never eaten it, and I did not know anyone who had until yeah. <laughs> until you guys came into my I'm life. I'm sorry. So I'm honestly sorry. I knew as I said it that it was going to ruin our friendship. That's, yeah, that's, did that's you? ruffled some feathers. <laughs> <laughs> did you, when you were not vegan, ever eat bacon? Not like I have eaten bacon but I didn't like it I would have always chosen sausage over bacon because for me it's very textural and I don't like anything where you're going to get like something chewy or there's like fat on it so sausages were always the preference for me over bacon it it is something that I think if you like this is not me speaking to you because clearly this is not you're not the target (laughs) the proverbial hue um if you like the taste of bacon then I think you probably like spam honestly for me it's the nostalgia of it if I taste it, it reminds me of sitting in my grandparents' back garden and watching the sunset and having a spam roll, honestly. Wow, yeah. honestly. Like, to be fair, though, like, when you say, like, a spam roll, that does send a few shivers down my spine because I'm like, <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was not a sandwich person. I'm still not really a sandwich person, actually, because I find sandwich textures to be quite triggering uh, <laughs> for my for my gag reflex. <laughs> <laughs> like not even a hot so dog like so this is like there's a few exceptions here okay. i mean i wouldn't really eat hot dogs but um yeah. it's textures where it's like if you have like a soft on soft that makes me want to die so it's like you'd have to have <laughs> that was so dramatic <laughs> you dramatic no um so like you know like school sandwiches like uh yeah like white bread with like soft filling I couldn't do that because it's just too much mush. Whereas, like, if you have, like, a crusty roll, that's different yeah. because there's, like, a differentiation between the texture. So yeah. the thought of a Spam roll does something to me internally where I'm like... But, but Spam is like, not soft. I'm f- and the roll it is looks soft. soft. <laughs> yeah, but when you it cook it and it goes soft. all crispy... I actually don't. I feel like I'm... I'm I'm trying to convince you, but you will never be convinced. No, like, I understand that it's, like, yeah, it's very much, you know people like what they like and I like a lot of strange food combinations but I think yeah with food I'm very like texturally driven yeah. and I no, like I, I have... understand that I will never ever eat a kidney bean because the texture of it is disgusting mm. and I like to have varied textures on a plate yeah. or in like a, a food combo like even if it was something like a simple it's like a yogurt bowl or like a smoothie bowl I need to have something obviously that's like the soft bit and then you want like your, your crunchy and all those things because I, yeah. I find it's you know it's just it's nice it's more exciting that way right and um, so that's why or like with my go-to sandwich not that anyone's asking <laughs> but was always <laughs> like baguette with cheese and then uh like a salad and red onion because then you've got that's like, nice crunch, that's nice choice. crust yeah you know it was always a really a really like good that. one so yeah yeah um but anyhow my recommendation for the week uh, <laughs> is not is spam. a podcast <laughs> it's not spam i recommend that no one tries spam um but you do you if that's what you want to do you, you can have spam i won't judge i mean i will judge but i won't <laughs> stop you <laughs> um my recommendation is a podcast um, and it kind of relates to my high of the week bake-off because it is the sticky bun boys podcast which was originally called the soggy bottoms club but i think they came into some copyright issues which is shocking uh but they had to rename it to the sticky bun boys um which i think is 
it's quite catchy. Um, and the hosts are David and Michael from the, I believe, 2019 series of Bake Off. David was the, spoiler alert, winner. And Michael was like a, a quarter finalist or a semi-finalist. Um, and they were so fun. And the premise of the podcast is essentially that they both bake and they're both gay. And they are kind of talking about baking and they're reacting to episodes of Bake Off. But they're also talking about like romance and love and dating in the oh, queer community so and they basically then get people's soggy bottoms problems which is basically like their dating dilemmas and uh <gasps> it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun so they basically at the beginning of the episode react to what happened in that episode of bake off and then they respond to dilemmas uh, and they're both very like funny cheeky um and i just think as a concept for a podcast it's so much fun yeah, and the two of them together really really great so i absolutely would recommend that to bake off fans and just people who are looking for a good time because it is <laughs> a fun podcast <laughs> i'd also recommend our podcast for that if you're looking for a good time always we are good time personified. we are a hoot <laughs> <laughs> we're a blast <laughs> um, <laughs> i hate us bad lovers yeah, I know. I, I wish I hated us. I hate... Wait, no. I, I was going to say I hate to love us, but I love to hate us. Or I love to love us. I love we to love, love, love us. <laughs> <laughs> We're not narcissists at all. <laughs> no, I think I might be. I'm joking. Gemini <laughs> <Yeah>, season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, But anyhow. Anywho. Back to sit. Back to sit. Anywho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> back to the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> the agenda because we are serious people yes, here yes this is a very serious agenda we've got going on not as you can see <laughs> tangents about spam are allowed uh so the final section the final new section of the podcast is last but not least what or who were you inspired by this week i'll tell you for who um <laughs> it was a tiktoker called Liz um, and her TikTok is Resiliency in Running and she also has a podcast by the same name and she is, spoiler alert, a runner who has just travelled to Berlin as of today, just seen on Instagram stories, to run her fourth marathon, the Berlin Marathon, this weekend and then next weekend she's running a London marathon with her boyfriend Jack who is also training for his first ever marathon so she will be running her fourth and fifth marathons he'll be running his first and I just think they are both so much fun to watch and I really just love seeing their TikToks together but Liz in particular I think just is like such an inspiring person to watch because she just like is out there every single day getting it done training yeah. and becoming better at something that she cares about and I just think that she is really inspiring to watch and I always feel very uplifted when I watch her videos and listen to the podcast because while I've not run a marathon yet watching yet videos like hers are what yeah inspire me and make me think like you know what the only thing standing between me and running a marathon is my will to put in the work to do the training yeah. and obviously like yes there are like other things that come into it but I think a lot of it is just like having the desire and the determination and then turning that into like the work that you need to yeah. do to get to the end goal and she doing that like four and five times now this next couple of weeks I'm like if she can do it I can Anyone do it too can do it. so you can yeah. definitely do it 
Kira is a running extraordinaire. How did we speak about that? Yes, I think in the last podcast we did, you were talking about signing up for the Great North Run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. So I've run the Great North Run um, or ran some, walked some because my knee decided to hate me on the day. But I did the Great North Run um, a couple of weeks ago now. uh, And I'm now taking just some time to do running for fun before next May doing my first (laughs) marathon. Uh, in Edinburgh, but yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> you definitely didn't like that. I loved it. It was great. It was top notch. But yeah, I uh, I'm, I love running now. It is so much fun, but also hard. And I feel like I like that about it because you feel yeah, like you've you achieved like something. You get to the end of it. But um, yeah. So that's me. That's my inspiration. Highly recommend resiliency in running on TikTok and Instagram and on podcasts because it is very inspiring what about you i feel like our inspirations this week again show the differences you were inspired by someone who has inspired you to move i was inspired by someone who has inspired me to be very sedentary (laughs) (laughs) Um, how did that come about (laughs) so uh, well not in the literal sense but i guess kind of in a roundabout way so as i mentioned i've been doing a 30 day writing challenge on tiktok which actually ended a few days ago um, and I managed to write over 26,000 words, which isn't as Damn. high as my last 30-day writing challenge that I did on Instagram a couple of years ago now when I was writing Heartbreak House Share. However, I think I underestimated was... how hard a TikTok challenge is to film every day. Like, that's hard. Um, but, yeah. so I have been doing a lot of writing. I'm writing another rom-com and part of it, as I've mentioned, something that I love to read and therefore that I really want to be able to write well is that romantic chemistry between two characters. I think it's simultaneously the hardest and the easiest thing to write, but I've been so inspired in the last couple of months by Emily Henry. Have you read any of her books yet? I haven't, but they are all on my agenda. (laughs) Yeah, I think you would love them. And I think you should start with You and Me on Vacation. That one's my favourite. I actually haven't seen a lot of people say that that's their favourite, but that one, I read that on the plane back from Florida and I just, again, devoured that one. I am still thinking about the chemistry between Poppy and Alex and it's been like actual months. And I really (laughs) want to be able to recreate that kind of, just when you root for two characters so much like I want that to be in my next book and so I've read all of Emily Henry's books Beach Read, Book Lovers and You and Me on Vacation in the last couple of months and her kind of ability to do that is just so inspiring to me so that was my inspiration love her just so much and I can't wait for Happy Place I love that and I also feel like those two inspirations are a lot closer in nature than you think because obviously ultimately at the core is like seeing someone who's doing something that you want to be able to do really well and like taking that inspiration and I feel like that is kind of what this is all about it's like it's not like as if I'm saying everyone has to want to run a marathon and you're not saying everyone needs to be able to write an excellent rom-com but it's nice to kind of just like seek inspiration in places that make sense to you and just like take that energy and apply it to whatever makes sense in your life so yeah yeah I just love seeing people do things well because it motivates me, which I guess, yeah, that means it is. We are very similar in our inspirations. So I hope you enjoyed that little, the well, the recommendations and the inspired by. I hope you enjoyed those segments. I did think before we ended this episode that it might be useful to do a recap on the best platforms to find us on outside of the podcast because I know that that fluctuates as time goes on. So I thought (laughs) we might as well do a little plug for ourselves. 100%. So... I will hit you up first. Um, I am on TikTok 
all the time, posting all manner of pieces of content, including <laughs> Taylor Swift ranking videos, uh, Harry Potter POVs, and um, lots and lots of running. And I am Kira's Corner underscore, and I'm also on Instagram at that same handle. And then finally, just my regular old name, Kira Foster, on YouTube, where I am making a comeback. So yeah, catch she me is. there She's every week. A comeback. <laughs> I am not making a comeback on BookTube, and I have well and truly disappeared off it. All my videos are still there at a little writer. M. Um, and if there was any content about Heartbreak House Share and the making of it that you wanted to see, that will be on that channel. But that is not the most active place to find me right now. I find YouTube to be very time consuming. So if you want to find me, mm -hmm. I am at a little writer M on all my platforms, but I'm, I think, most prominent on Instagram and TikTok. On Instagram, I post loads of different things. Well, on Instagram and TikTok, I feel like it's a very even balance of books, writing, and just general like coffee photos and like coffee videos. yeah I was gonna say yeah. coffee dates and lifestyle but it's exactly. lifestyle that focuses around yeah I coffee. like lifestyle I, I filmed today for TikTok a uh, make a white chocolate caramel pumpkin ice latte with me damn yeah. I love the sound I of love that. things like there's that there's a someone I follow on TikTok who she works for PLT and mm. she posts there's like restocking videos where you like refill like snack yeah. jars and things like that but she also posts loads of like making milkshake videos and um, and she made one that was like a milky bar white chocolate milkshake and it looked that insane to me insanely good so yeah, yeah. I love Delicious. that kind of content. So yeah, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok uh, and obviously this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our first episode back. Please DM us and let us know what you've been inspired by, what your recommendations are. If you live in London, please make me feel like this is a good life decision and tell me all the great things about <laughs> London. Um, and yeah, just chat to us. We can't wait to be doing this again. Well, yeah, I've certainly really quite enjoyed the last uh, 53 minutes of, of chit-chatting with you. Yeah. It's been it's so nice to feel like I have an excuse to just chat about loads of things that realistically I feel like no one actually cares about. But when you're in this context, it's it makes fun it to feel talk like about everyone them. cares. Yeah. It's like you talk about it like they matter and then I'm manifesting that they do matter. So there yeah. we go. I have had a great time. There's nothing m more like luxurious to me than just chatting for an hour about things as you say that are so trivial but are just so enjoyable but to chat so, about so i hope you, know, you enjoyed life, it yeah. yeah i feel like li life is made up of the trivial moments realistically that's like the big chunk so it's nice to talk about them reflect on it and just have a good chat so thank you so much for listening as per usual uh, and we will be we back will. again we will, we will be back again soon <laughs> bye guys bye <laughs>